Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. We are doing draft previews. So what we're going to do for you is we are going to go through division by division and preview what we think is going to happen, what you should look for, what teams could do, what they should do. We are going to go through every division. This is going to be an extra long two-part episode, RJ. Are you pumped for this? And again, the NFC East, clearly the NFL's most important division. It's why BLG and I started the NFC East mixtape, which you can listen to on the Blog and the Boys podcast network or the Bleeding Green Nation podcast network, a true crossover event. Um, it's the division that's on national television more often than anything. And it's a division that has three picks in the top 12. Let's get into the NFC East, RJ, a little bit. What is? How do you see it? You cover a team in the NFC East for a living. How do you see the division? Objectively speaking, the Cowboys are the favorites within the NFC East to win it this year, obviously. They have the best quarterback and Dak Prescott. They don't have the best roster. I think Washington has the best roster by far, but they do have the best quarterback, which puts you in the driver's seat, and they have the highest draft pick. And what's more, not only do they have the highest draft pick, but they literally pick directly in front of the Giants, who pick directly in front of the Eagles. Like, these three picks will be tied to one another forever in the sense that, like, man, this domino effect, that domino effect, we're living in a in an era with multiple timelines like that great episode of community the washington football team is you know maybe the true wild card i mentioned they have the best roster if they trade up we're starting to hear a lot of you know chatter about picks seven and eight where detroit and carolina are sitting if justin fields is falling because your favorite team was too stupid to draft him um (laughs) i mean maybe that would terrify me if washington ended up with justin fields is that the thing that would scare you the most in this division that could happen on thursday is that washington somehow gets one of these quarterbacks and now it's like ah crap We have to worry about that team. I wouldn't be as worried if it was Trey Lance or if it was Mac Jones. I would be really worried if it was Justin Fields because they do feel like a roster that the right rookie quarterback can hit the ground running with them. And we've seen that team have success with a a rookie quarterback like that with Kyle Shanahan in RG3. And so I'm, I'm not saying like that effect would happen, but that defense is so good. And I think if anything, they could have not that their defense was great, but like a 2016 Cowboys year where Dak Prescott was like the right quarterback to kind of guide that ship without question the worst possible fear. I think the second worst is maybe the Eagles getting some sort of godfather offer and picking up even more draft capital for the future. Although that does seem impractical given that the Cowboys and Giants are right ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have look honestly like they have a lot of holes and they haven't necessarily shown the most skill in the draft in terms of picking like blue chip players to build their team around. So I would be much more worried about Washington. I think Washington is on the upswing. Let's go to the Giants now. I think a lot of Giants fans say, hey, our roster is not as horribly barren as people like to think it is. It is. I think that a Giants fan would tell you that they need better play out of Daniel Jones. Yes. Saquon Barkley is going to be coming back. The defense is hopefully rounding into form a little bit. I think a Giants fan would tell you that a good draft this year can transform that team more than any other in the division. BLG and I talked about this. I think Daniel Jones has a potentially solid future, but that whole offense's nucleus, and specifically because it's driven by Jason Garrett, revolves around a running back, which in general is a flawed philosophy, who's coming back from a huge injury. And so, I, I mean, they're limited in a number of different ways. Okay, so let's go to the last team that we haven't really talked about, and that's Philadelphia. They have a ton of draft capital. What is their strategy going into this thing? Because I feel like if you don't know if you're all in on your quarterback one or two years from now, like what do you do in the draft? 
I was really hoping that Philly would sit at six and draft a quarterback and just kind of continue down this road of QB factoriness. But it, <laughs> it does feel like they, they are legitimately looking towards the future. So they're not a problem. Like, we'll get our jokes off and we'll have fun with them this season. But they have a lot of draft capital. They could conceivably have three first round picks next year, more if they trade up. Cowboys fans are kind of split on which one of the corners they prefer, whether it's Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. But it does feel like Philly could jump them and take one. And and maybe, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans kind of would like that opportunity just because it, it makes the decision easier, right? You can you can tell yourself, like, well, I didn't really want player X. Like, I really, really, really want a player Y. That's who we got. The Eagles are dumb, whatever. But I think they have enough ammunition to, if they really do prefer one player, whether it's microscopically or not, they can go get that guy. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.